Welcome to the Holistic OBGYN podcast. Today I'm talking to Mandy Major. She's a good friend of mine. And she's a mother on a mission to change how America handles the fourth trimester, also known as the postpartum period. She learned firsthand in her own birth experience how little we support and inform new patients during the postpartum period. So she left her 10-year career in digital media in order to dedicate herself to birth work and closing the gap in postpartum care in the United States. Now, she's a certified postpartum doula, she's a Phillips Advent spokesperson, and she's the founder of Major Care. Mandy holds a master's, master's from Columbia Journalism School, and she has published essays for HuffPost, Healthline, Motherly, and many other fabulous publications. Please enjoy this episode, Three Things with a Doula Entrepreneur. Mandy Major, why don't you start? Why don't you start by telling everybody how do you and I know each other? Well, I have a big smile on my face thinking about it. <laughs> uh, we met several years ago when I was reporting an article for Healthline about what postpartum care looks like around the world. And uh, two hours later, <laughs> after we hopped on, it's like, this is a person I need to know. And I have a kindred spirit in uh, really just trying to create change uh, with you in the US and how we handle postpartum, however possible. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that fondly. And, we, and then we worked together quite a bit on, um, on a couple of projects. Care. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and you'll, we'll, we'll talk about those at the very, very end so that okay. people can find you and find some of your services. Um, yeah, I remember that. I remember you reached out and I think I didn't know what, what like you were expecting, but I think I put together like a two hour presentation. Oh my gosh, you. I was so grateful. <laughs> I cold called you because you had that amazing blog post about um, leaving hospital work as an OBGYN. And yeah. uh, that really spoke to me. And I thought I have to get him into this article. And then, um, yeah, you came not, not only prepared with just incredible insight, but also, um, yeah, like some serious stats, <laughs> <laughs> journal links, everything that a journalist uh, would just, you know, made my yeah. journalist heart very happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's easier to write, a, uh, you know, a, a, an article like that whenever somebody's like, here you go, here's all the stuff that you asked for. <laughs> right. And I'm going to give you a real opinion based yeah. on my experience. Sure. Is... Yeah. One funny thing I always tell people is when I was in residency, you know, my attendings, which are like the supervising doctors that like, mm -hmm. they don't give you grades, but they sort of say like, yeah, he's good or he's not good at okay. what he does. And people sort of ubiquitously thought at the beginning, like this guy is, is insane. And so I sorted and it was sort of like, Hey, let's not interfere with natural physiologic birth. It seems like things are going, okay, why do we need to do that? Why do we need to do this? And, and they're like, why do you always ask questions? And I'm like, well, here's the, here's like these, these studies seem to suggest that that isn't good to do. And I mean, I was trying to be sort of innocently, uh, innocent, but also like, I mean, why are we doing it that way if the evidence like, doesn't support doing that? You know, so I started carrying around a binder of, of articles. In like you're like those... the screeching emergency break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, why do you want to do that? I'm like, well, here, here's this paper that I have. And I didn't want, want it to come off as arrogant, but it probably did. But it was just like, in order for me to support natural physiologic birth, I actually had to find you know, journal articles that supported deviating from natural physiology. So I ended up ac yeah. accumulating a, um, a wealth of papers that I just had to lean on because I wanted to do these things. I wanted to use Joel Cohen to yeah. do, ma you know, manual traction of tissue and, 
and separation of tissue during C-sections instead of using the scalpel. And, and, um, anyways, yeah, so we, I could go on all about that, but, uh, I was, when you asked me to do that, I was like, oh, let me just go to my little encyclopedia here. I'll just and whip I'll just, out this bind, this 300-page binder. <laughs> yeah, right. Leaf right. through that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's been a pleasure to know you, Mandy. You're doing some really great work. Well, it really thank you. you Likewise. Likewise. We're going to be doing three things, uh, the three things, one of the three things episodes today. But before, okay. before I turn the floor to you, I want you to lead us in a guided, big, giant, deep breath or two. And um, I'll let you do that as, as you see fit. Oh, Okay. Love it. Um, I'm thinking of all of the breathing exercises my daughter teaches me because <laughs> they have yoga at her school, which I think is the most oh, amazing. fantastic thing. Yeah. So we don't have time for the five finger breath, which I love you <laughs> inhale at the top of your finger and then release it. Mm. So let's just do maybe one of those. We'll breathe yeah. in for four, hold it for four, and then out for four. Does that sound right good? All Perfect. right, let's do this. Mm. Love that breath. Me too. Mandy Major, the floor is yours. What are three things you want the world to know about caring for women? Oh, well, I love this concept, these three things. And um, I thought a lot about this when you asked me. And my first is that there is strength in stillness. Mm. And I think that can apply to a lot of our lives, but absolutely, most certainly in postpartum. And I feel... I feel this so strongly, so deeply. Um, I wrote an op-ed that ran in HuffPost over the summer about this, and um, it can be contentious, but I think it's really important to look at, you know, hearkening back to that Healthline article, how we met, um, we handle postpartum differently than pretty much everywhere else in the world. Um, everywhere else, there's really a recognition of what a birth person goes through in birth and what comes after. And there is really this like sacred time, whether you see that as uh, 30 days up to sometimes 90 days, but there is that moment for you as the birth person to recognize what you've been through, recognize what's happening now, um, not only figuring out the needs of this little human that's now Earthside, but uh, your body and how it's recovering, whether it was a vaginal birth or a belly birth, um, lactation. I mean, there's just so much. And so, um, you know, I think mainstream American culture, we have so much pride in that bounce back myth, right? Um, that we want to seem like, like one of the highest compliments is like, you don't even look like you had a baby. <laughs> you know, we, we, we bandy that around and, um, track celebrities and how they look two weeks postpartum. How much are you doing? Mm. And in my own work and just in social circles of um, there being a lot of pride in hosting early or walking too much or getting back to exercise right away um, or like just doing, just doing, 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 doing. And I believe so much that we need to care for ourselves and slow down. And this like, you know, hashtag mom strong culture right. is really, really tricky and I think um, hurting us very, very much. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like there is strength and stillness, celebrate slowness. You are, you know, I wrote about this too, like the idea that somehow women are, we've been fighting for forever, uh, this idea that, you know, there's some weakness or, or um, 
there's 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 a there's weakness about us, so we have to prove how strong we are, especially in postpartum. And I think it's a very, very difficult tightrope of feminism, of, yeah. of some mainstream feminism, I'll say. Sure. Um, so this idea that that pro productivity has to extend after you have the baby is is very, very challenging. And uh, you're not weak. You're recovering mm. from mm. an incredible transformational, physiological, emotional event. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sort of like the you know the way that people you know like let's say you have a, I don't know a gallbladder surgery or whatever, mm -hmm. you, you kind of boast about how quickly you were back on your feet and I didn't need any pain medicine and all this other stuff. Like not to say that everybody should take pain medicine because hey, it's not a sign of weakness to to take some pain medicine. It's not not really what I'm suggesting, but there's this almost badge of honor that like look at how badge quickly I bounced back, you know, and and mm -hmm. we we then apply that to birth which is not a medical procedure this is not a quote surgery even though a lot of people are having surgery to have babies it, especially if you had a belly birth yeah taking your time and just sitting with that and like the integration process is what's lacking in all aspects of our lives you know it's all about you got to get back to work and you got to be productive well right you know we've lost that sacred the sort of the respect for what birth really is which is not a medical procedure so right um, right yeah, we need to. I, I think we need to give women the the space to 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 be still. <laughs> yeah, and it's and there there's a cultural component certainly, um, but I, I will say there's also so much that's like uh, systematic about it, right? Where we're still working on paid leave, we're still working on these things. So um, some folks are making a choice to get mm. into that busyness, but I do want to acknowledge like there are plenty of people without choice who um, don't have paid leave. Um, I, the last figures I'm aware of are like 25% of birthing people will go back to work within two weeks, which to me is criminal. Um, and they're going back because they have to. So we have to acknowledge like how hostile <laughs> I think a lot of our systems are in the U.S. Uh, towards working right. people. Yeah. yeah, we we also like the the term lifestyle change. I've was recently challenged on that in an interview I was doing on somebody else's podcast, mm. and and I had to say like. Gosh, like I agree so much with that. Like, why are we even using the term lifestyle change? Because really, we need a societal change. We need to be able to support women. Like, like the idea that a woman needs to be a top physician and go to the conferences, and we're going to make that possible by providing you a lactation room, is like instead of letting them breastfeed in front of everybody or, or whatever. You know, it's like the fact that society doesn't respect mm -hmm. the importance of being a mother and like the nourishment of our children, like. To not even prioritizing that above, but actually putting it on the same level of, hey, you need to get back to work and be productive again is is, is really oh. tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have another podcast about that, please. I'll tell you all about my pumping experiences in corporate life. Please. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds good. And I'll try so, not to make it expletive written, but anyway, I digress. No, we're, this, is an ex <laughs> this is explicit. I put that on iTunes. Explicit. If you want to hear you know, some F-bombs. F-bombs and we're talking blood and tissue. Yeah, and yeah. And we're go. using the word vagina. Oh my <sighs> gosh. How there might be a you. fallopian tube in there. <laughs> my uterus. Oh <laughs> my God. Throw a fallopian tube in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this awesome conversation. wanted to tell you quickly about my collaborator program. This program's for midwives, doulas, docs, birth educators, coaches, whoever. I am inviting anybody who works with women to enroll into this program for a monthly fee. And the way that it works is, let's say on Monday, you've got a patient who has some fertility issues despite working with them through an in-depth functional nutrition program. 
they're still unable to get pregnant, you want some insight from an OBGYN, you want me to review labs, imaging, etc. It's a great opportunity. Then on Tuesday, you've got a patient who, uh, let's say you're a midwife and you're caring for a, a birthing person who just got some ultrasound re- reports and you want to know, hey, is this still a person that that you know should be considered a good candidate for home birth, for example? Um, I'll give you recommendations, I'll give you insight, I'll even tell you what I would do right and then wednesday you might have a completely different question so this is a way to keep your patients out of the conventional model if desired and keep them on track for home birth if that's what they desire Um, or it may just help you better support them if they have to go in for a c-section or whatever else so there's going to be two levels there's going to be the silver level which will allow you that access if you want to go for the gold level the gold level will include a weekly live q a video conference peer review session with all gold level members including me um, and you're going to find some of the nation's best midwives there and the opportunity here is that we're all engaged in a, an hour-long conversation it'll be recorded if you miss it you can check it out later through the website and we're going to be able to post questions and as a group discuss and and sort of I don't know, collaborate together as to how to best manage and answer those questions. Um, And of course, I'll be there to provide the allopathic OBGYN insight as well. So so that's my collaborator program. When you lock in a, a rate, a monthly fee, that fee will never change for you. Although I will say that the price of this program is probably going to go up as I've had increasing numbers of people reaching out and super interested. So Check it out. All the details will be at BelovedHolistics.com. And you can send me questions through the website as well if you need any further clarification. And I think that just about does it. Let's get back to the conversation. So there is strength and stillness. That That is a very concise, so much wisdom in that first point. Um, yeah, there's we can unpack that for days. We'll, we'll do a longer form on oh, that definitely. one. Definitely. Um, what's your second point? So my second point is birth does not end at delivery. And this is the whole reason I, I left food media and became a certified postpartum doula and then started my company, Major Care, um, which was to address a, a need I saw, like so many others, um, where we just, we have so much care and support and services for pregnancy. And uh, you, I think to those uninitiated, uh, you assume that that will continue all of that, (laughs) all of that care and support and those services will continue after you have the baby. And frankly, it just doesn't, Mm. um, you know, there's certainly pockets of changes happening like in real time, which is amazing. Um, but uh, we still have so far to go. And, and I think, you know, by that, I mean, like we need so much in postpartum. And again, I think, mainstream American culture is very much like you quote unquote, need support, like people kind of see, oh, you needed a doula. That is very, that's, that's standard practice in places. Same like, you know, when we look to France and pelvic floor therapy, that is just standard protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denmark, standard protocol to have eight hours of home visits um, dedicated after the birth where you have a, a home health worker, like the equivalent of that coming weighing the baby, checking in on that, but also checking you, screening for potential like red flags, like with your emotional health, um, lactation, all of that. So these things are very standard in other countries, in other places. Mm. Um, Mm. And that's, it's just, that is what we need here. And however small of a part I can play, I want to. And um, 
you know, with virtual care, I've always been attracted to that because to me, that's where the accessibility and the affordability is to mm. try to make sure that wherever you live, however remote, you still have access to some level of support. You know, from my window of the world, it's doula support, but um, yeah, it, it touches on so much else, I think, with true perinatal care. Yeah, you, you speak so intelligently and you have such a, um, a unique perspective because not only are you a mom who had her own tribulations in birth, um, and and postpartum and everything that comes with parenting after that that we all, you know, <laughs> we're all wrestling with as young parents. But <laughs> right, um, right. but also, uh, yeah, you speak so intelligently because you're also like you're a writer. You use language in a way, and 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 you help to kind of condense that. So I, I appreciate you sharing oh. that. Um, your oh, your articles were very kind. Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll link some of your writing in the show notes because you really do put a nice. Uh, it's not a spin. It's really just you, you put words to the infallible in, in ways that other people can't. So oh, um, thank you. Something that came up whenever you were talking is, you know, like you do a yoga class and there's like mm -hmm. an hour of yoga and then there's like a minute and a half of Shavasana at the end. Yes. Like, yo <laughs> like, like the real practice of yoga, not in the United States where everybody has Lululemon pants and they're looking to get like long and strong, right? That's great. <laughs> That's also helpful. But the real work, if you talk to like our true yogi, is in Shavasana. It's the integration process. The same goes for plant medicines and everything else. Mm. The birth is is like the it's like the the appetizer. And then mm. all of the stuff afterwards is really where the where is really where the magic happens. Like that's the real integration. That's the real yeah. the recovery, like the healing and the and the the conversation and the space holding, even from the stillness that you mentioned before. It all comes afterwards, but what we what we all do in the United States is we focus on everything up until the birth, and then baby's out, mom's okay, baby's okay, healthy mom, healthy baby, and and then yeah. like you're on your own and you're at home, yeah. like wondering why you're crying on the toilet and your perineum hurts and the baby's screaming right. and and like right. we don't even have support for dads on how to support people afterwards. It's like the baby's right. okay. What are you so so upset about? You know and right, right. Um, and how to identify yeah. the needs of their of the partner. Right. Because a lot of times we can't, the birth person can't self-identify a right. lot of stuff. You're just, you're in it. Right. You're just in those trenches. And right. yeah, I, I hear, so I hear you. That's such an elegant way to put it. You know, I think I always liken it to the birth is like the wedding mm. and postpartum is the marriage and yeah. how, you know, plan, 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 but guess which one lasts longer mm. and mm -hmm. <laughs> has a lot mm -hmm. more mm. nuance to it. Um, but totally. I love the way you put it. Totally. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So those are two, I mean, we could end it right there, but you've got this, you've got this third one and this one kind of doesn't need any introduction. Right. But, uh, right. Everyone deserves a doula. That's your third point. So tell us a little bit, why, why on earth would I want a doula in, in yeah. my birth? Like, yeah. Uh, everyone deserves a doula. Um, obviously bias here. I am a doula. <laughs> um, and my company is all about getting doula, doula care in the hands of, of, everybody, um, everybody possible. Um, and I think the important thing here is birth doula and postpartum doula. Mm -hmm. Ideally, mm -hmm. there's both. Um, and we're making strides. I think a lot of folks are aware of birth doulas and, and they see that value. Um, and I'm just always like party line, like post, let's normalize postpartum doula care. Um, and I just, I think having, so doulas are non-medical, care providers, really treating, you know, or not treating, sorry, um, spanning like holistically, really mm -hmm. looking at the whole person, mm. um, 
helping helping guide them through the norms, what's normal, what's not, um, listening, providing uh, recommendations. And when you're physically you know, in-person doula care, definitely doing a lot of logistics, like holding the baby, showing you know, certain best practices, uh, caring for the baby so you can sleep. Mm. Or um, some doulas do some light housework um, or cooking. I think virtually uh, really we're there to to be that guide in your back pocket and to be that really, um, you know, that un unbiased or, well, maybe I don't want to say that. Let me correct that. Um, I think we are like an impartial party. Having family around is invaluable, but everybody, it's very difficult sometimes to navigate the care you need in postpartum right. um, with family members. And so having somebody who's um, impartial, trained, um, there for you to really mother, they say, you know, mother, the mother, mother, the birth person, the focus is really on you and you and baby as a dyad and caring for that family. Um, the doula is there for you first. It's, it's not going to be that moment of, let me see the baby and not ask how you are. You know, mm. we go deep into it. And I always say, you know, having a doula is also wonderful because your friends and family probably aren't asking how your sutures feel mm. or how your nipples are doing or <laughs> leading you through how to create a sits bath. And, yeah. um, you know, that's not also what your provider is going to be taking your calls about mm -hmm. either. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. where I know we, the two of us have talked a lot about this. Um, there's so much that comes up from body care to baby care and lactation that is not in the purview of your OBGYN. That's right. Um, and that's where a doula comes in and, or other specialists like lactation specialists, but, um, typically doulas will have additional training in lactation. So yeah, yeah. we can really be, you know, all hands. Yeah. I'm, I'm so we're going to have a baby in a couple of weeks and it's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're, we're trying, we're going for a home birth this time and okay. you know, we're, we're, we're doing that thing. And I was talking about doulas to somebody else recently. Who's also a new dad. And I said, you mm. know, did you guys, are you guys thoughtful about maybe having a doula because of the, some of the challenges they were having? Um, mm -hmm. I was like, have you guys thought about having a doula? And this was to another male friend of mine. And he was like, mm -hmm. he was like, well, like, why would I have a doula? You know, like I, I, you know, I was in all the midwifery, you know, sessions. Like I kind of get it. Like, why would we need to pay extra money for that? And, and then he actually turned it around him and he was like, especially you, why would you be talking about doulas? Like, you're like, you're like the everyman. You're, you're like, you could be <laughs> there. You have the birth experience. You have the, you know, you know how to swaddle, you know how to, you know, you're good with diet and all this other stuff. So he's like hitting all the boxes. Mm -hmm. But my response to that is that, yes, I'm a doctor. Yes, I'm an OBGYN. Yes, I'm, quote, woke to all of these okay. issues. But yeah. I don't want to be that. I want to be the partner and the dad. I want to be supporting mm -hmm. my wife as the love of her life and this yeah. person that is, you know, that is crossing over that threshold with her. I don't want to have to put my OBGYN hat on or my dietitian hat or whatever. Like, I want to be her person. And her partner. Yeah, witness that as dad. her partner. Exactly. So the doula really mm -hmm. takes that pressure off and provides it in the ways that, like, I don't want to ask Stephanie about her perineum. I don't want to ask her about her nipples, like you said. I, like, yeah. I'm sure her nipples are great, but I, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, but, honey, how's that bleeding? Yeah, right. Um, Let me check in on your bleeding. Like, she doesn't want that from me either. So, you know, right. it doesn't matter how experienced you are, even how many babies you've had. <clears throat> sometimes the doula is this is the lacking, is the sort of the missing link for that ideal birth opportunity. Not, and, and I would argue that everybody would benefit from it. Um, but it may not even be necessarily, you know, something that everybody 
has to have, you know, I mean, if it's like your 10th baby, maybe it's like, you know, I think we got this. Um, but, <laughs> right. but I, right. I'd say for the vast majority of people, birth, the birth experience is going to be far better and the postpartum experience far better, um, with somebody just tidying up the loose ends, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think being, if nothing else, a gut check yeah. person and, and also, so I think that it's a very intimate relationship or it can be. And the great thing too, is not only that like one-to-one here, these, here are these resources, this is normal. Here's a great, here's how to make a padsicle, um, to relieve, uh, you know, the pain in your perineal area. Um, but it, it's also kind of getting a sense of what's not being talked about when you mm. say, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. But as we talk, I realize, uh, you don't seem like you want to hold the baby mm. or you seem like, uh, you know, mm. things are overwhelming and like we can go deeper. And if it seems like something um, that is beyond a scope of a doula, okay, well, we can gently say this might be a good time to look at these other resources, sure. um, maybe for some emotional support in a more clinical setting. Um, but I think that there's so much that can be said about the needs around um, emotional health, mm -hmm. like what are baby blues, what's normal, how long is crying okay, quote unquote, okay for like all of those things to also navigate, um, I think, especially for, well, I was going to say a first time birth, but I've worked with a lot of people who it's their third or fourth birth and that baby and their body is completely different at that point. That's so, right. Yeah. You never yeah. step into the same stream twice. <laughs> oh, I love that saying. <laughs> love that so saying. Mandy, those are three very clear points. Um, Thank you for doing this with me. It's really oh, great to see you your asking. shining face. And <laughs> um, you know, I want to. Why don't you take a minute also to tell people where they can find you online and how they can, you know, benefit from your services? Sure. Um, so my company is Major Care, and folks can find us um, on Instagram at Major Care Doulas. You can find me on Instagram at Doula Mandy, Mandy with a Y, and our site is thatismajor.com because birth is a major event. So let's treat it like that. It sure is. Yeah. Well, thank you so <laughs> um, much, Mandy. Oh, oh yeah. Go oh, ahead. I'm so sorry. No, I was go just going to do a go quick plug that our, uh, my fourth app is going to be launched into public beta next month. And that is basically guided learning with virtual doula care, where we take people day by day through postpartum, um, short videos, helpful content, just really giving you that soft place to land to guide you through it. Right on. So what, what I'll do is I'll prioritize in publishing. We're, we're recording October, mid-October 2021. We'll make sure that we have this available. So your, your, uh, your app is officially launching November 2021. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So we'll make sure yep. that we get this episode up um, sooner rather than later so that people can benefit from that. That would be great. And people right will be able that. to find it on our site. Yeah. That is major.com. Perfect. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Mandy. And I'll talk to you uh, very soon. Thanks, Nathan. I so appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. Um, I'm so glad you're here and in alignment with our mission here at the Holistic OBGYN. We are a 501c3. We work by donations. So if you'd like to make a donation, go to belovedholistics.com. You'll also be able to find out more information about um, today's guest and anything else that was mentioned on the show. You can also find out more information about the collaborator program that I mentioned earlier. And again, whether you're a midwife, a doula, a birth educator, a lactation specialist, an, o an OBGYN, an MD from another specialty, if you need help and support from an allopathic and also holistic-minded OBGYN, 
who's got training in a whole other bunch of stuff we never learned in medical school, please come and find me on the website. For a very reasonable monthly fee, you'll be able to interact with me anytime you need some support in the field. And if you want to join the gold level, you'll also have some help with prescriptions. You'll have some help from other people in the space, other midwives, other holistic lifestyle practitioners um, through our weekly live video recorded peer review sessions. I'll of course be there and I'll be able to give him my insight, but more importantly, we're going to be holding space for the midwifery model of care and all of the beautiful attributes and contributions that the many great midwives in our country have made to this field and, and should continue to make and, and lead in this space. That does it for today. We will see you next time here on the Holistic OBGYN. Take care.